Welcome to Good Morning Gallahorn in the Raw. This is the Vikings versus Bears post-game edition of our immediate reactions. Now, in this show, we're talking about a lot of what Ted Drew and I think about the Vikings. A little bit about what happened in this game and how everything looks going into the playoffs. We'd like to know your thoughts on this as well. But first, enjoy the show. Everybody, good morning, California Vikings versus Bears editions in the raw. With me today <laughs> is Drew and Ted, as usual, my partners on this wonderful podcast slash video show to break down all you saw today in Week 17 against the Bears which was a game that was actually meaningless when it came to standings, but it wasn't meaningless to us fans and the players we watched, and especially in our hearts. How you doing tonight, Drew? Good. I'm kind of wondering what's going on in that Lions game right now because I want to know it. We're live, right? We're live with that game, too. We are so. live with that game. I've got... Um, Maybe we could sprinkle in a little play-by-play, Mr. Yeah. Dick Stockton. If you're... <laughs> I'm streaming. I've got 33 seconds left. Packers have the ball. Game's tied 22-20, or 20-20. Pardon me. They kick a run. Don't go anywhere. So it is now second probably about eight. But anyways, how you doing, Ted? Terrible. Terrible? You've rough had weekend. a rough weekend. And our heartfelt condolences to your team. Yeah. <laughs> I feel shitty about it. Sorry, dude. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I hate football. Oh, wow. football uh, I say that about. I say that a lot during the year too. So, but hey, it happens. Um, you should not play in the Jumanji got, Bowl like Michigan. We got 29 <laughs> seconds left, and the big deal about the. Packers, are they in field goal range or aren't they? Fuck. They, are, they are now. The Packers-Lions oh. game is if the Packers would have lost, we would have gone to Green Bay. Everything would be settled. If the Packers win, we have to wait on tonight's game between Seattle and San Francisco to figure out where we're going. Which could what? either be the Saints? That's the least likely. Oh, okay. Well, let me ask you guys this question. Ask. Doesn't matter. <laughs> no, seriously, it doesn't matter. Do you want my real well, answer, or the where the fans don't call in and say Drew's a horrible fan? Drew's a horrible fan. Call me a horrible fan. Uh, what uh, what has this team done on the road to make you think they'll win in Green Bay, Seattle, or New Orleans? Well, they've come close to beating Green Bay this year, and they've come close to beating Seattle. Well, so that's why well, the most <laughs> the most recent edition of Green Bay at Minnesota was a boat race. On national TV. 
at home. I'm just saying. With everything to play for. The two they could beat are Seattle and Green Bay. Seattle has a problem with their running game, right, to the fact that they had to bring in Marshawn Lynch this week. So that is the most likely. So we'll see. Ted, do you want me to to answer your question with a Drew stat? Yeah. Now that we got through all that, we came close to beating them stuff. (laughs) The Vikings, their last 16 road playoff games are 2-14. and So they have to win three straight. Uh, Packers won, so it's either New Orleans or Seattle next week, boys. Okay, you're ahead of me, so okay, gotcha. They made the kick. Oh, sorry to spoil it, but the Packers win. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so, so if Seattle wins, we go to Seattle. Is that right? Correct. I'm guessing. That is correct. And if the Niners beat Seattle, we go to New Orleans. If if the four, yeah, so uh, if the better 40, chance to beat Seattle. <laughs> who do you think, Ted? Uh, what? Think about what? I mean, <laughs> Seahawks, or, Seahawks or Saints? I mean, yeah. Seattle's. It's like, like I'm asking you, would you rather have lethal injection or the electric chair? I mean, I don't know how you're supposed to answer it, but <laughs> who would you rather play? Uh, I don't know. They haven't. They haven't. They they've never beaten. They have never beaten. The Pete Carroll Seahawks, have they? No, not with Zimmer. No, no. Regular, not in regular season. And, not, and they, they got to they got to go to New Orleans and face Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. Really? No, I know both games I are mean, a pain in the ass, but I'd I mean, rather either, go to, either cut off my left arm or my left leg. I, I don't know which which would hurt more. I'd rather go to Seattle. So I'm rooting for Seattle tonight's game. That's just Dave's opinion. Gives us a better okay. chance because <laughs> <laughs> we may not we may lose bad. by two instead of by fourteen. So difference that way. You know, I, it, mean, it, I appreciate your optimism, buddy. I really do. <laughs> I don't think it's optimism. I think it's fucking hops and ale. I think well, that could be too. <laughs> it is a sweet one this I week. Least, uh, I think. You know, guys, it, the way the offense has been playing, even back at the Charger game, it wasn't clicking. The, the Vikings have had, what, five five or six touchdowns over the last three games total? Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't think the offense has been playing good the last month. The, don't just look at the last Monday night game. The offense is not – it's going backwards, in my opinion. Um, the way the offense play calling is going right now, I don't feel good about going into the playoffs next week, regardless if we're playing either of those teams. You know, you know what concerns me? You know why the Vikings lost this game today? Why is that? Uh – if you look at Kirk Cousins' stat line, he had zero yards passing. I think you got to pin this loss on him, to be quite honest. It is his fault. It's Kirk's fault. He was bad, Kirk, today. No, I no, Drew, you bring up a good point. The Vikings' offense really has not um, really been in sync. And I, maybe, maybe it's because Dalvin Cook has sort of been in and out of the lineup with injuries and all that. Hopefully, he's off and, and some rest. And same with Alexander Madison. I mean, they, they have been a really good one-two punch all season. That will help. I, it should help. I mean, if Cook is healthy. Um, but what did Dalvin Cook do against Seattle in that Monday night game? Nothing, really. I, yeah, I mean, was, they were down. He was hurt, wasn't he? Were, were it not for a, a broken coverage that resulted in a Laquan Treadwell, what, 60-yard <laughs> touchdown or whatever it was. Seriously, they 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 wouldn't have been in a position to win that game at the end. 
So I the mean, I don't, I don't know. I just, I, I just, I've been down this road before with this team. Uh, I've 35, 40,000 times. It feels like, uh, and so I, but the, the, I will say, I will say for those of you that are, are looking for a shred of optimism, when I've been the most down about this team in the postseason is when they have surprised me the most. That's very that, true. That that usually, I mean, that happens sometimes. So maybe, maybe they'll get a win or two, and and we'll we'll all jump back on the bag, bandwagon, and they'll get absolutely smoked in the divisional round of the NFC Championship. I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. The Vikings have had a tendency the last two or three years to make the score look a lot more respectable than how the game played out. All yeah. right, you know they, they yeah. could last last two minutes. They put up a couple touchdowns or a touchdown and a field goal and bring the score with an eight or five, and and then everybody goes, well, they only lost twenty five to twenty or what, like the Bears game or like Ted just mentioned in Seattle, completely one sided all the way down till. You know, I would just wish they could get that started earlier, but I will. That shred of optimism you just gave me, dude. How many times have we thought we don't have any kind of a chance and we actually play better with those with no pressure on us? So yeah. Yeah, I mean, so we'll see. I just, you know, and, and with that Seattle game, the Vikings lost at 37-31, and, and they had the ball. The offense had the ball with, what, just under two minutes or just mm-hmm. right at two minutes to go, and they, they had an opportunity to to go down the field and score, and they, they didn't get it done. I mean, Seattle's gotten a heck of a lot more banged up in the last couple of weeks. I mean, they're they're trotting out Marshawn Lynch tonight mm-hmm. now, as, as RB1. Speaking of injuries – it looks like everybody's going to be healthy that was hurt. Now, that does not include any injuries today during the game. And I saw that Mac Alexander went out with a knee. He was already hurt. He should have never been playing. Wasn't that whole idea is to rest the hurt guys? I mean, I don't get it. Well, and I, I don't mean, get it. They were playing curse back there at safety instead of big nickel. <sighs> so they needed somebody at nickel. Um, but speaking of today's game, it was the backups. There was very few starters in there. What did you think of any of the play of the backups? Did any of them strike your fancy? I got one question coming back to you guys. Um, what is the deal with, with Boone last week against – I mean, the Bears are a better run defense than that team from Wisconsin. They are. They're raked right up. What the hell is – what? Ha- isn't football a weird thing? I mean, he couldn't do any of that last Monday. And how yeah, many yards did it, he have today? 100 and, oh. 130 or 140? No, he was over that. He was like 160. Is it just a football thing? Or what do you guys attribute that to? Had 148 and a touchdown. What do you have last week? 12? Yeah, 37. like that. So why, you know, that's it's just strange, right it's strange to me. getting the start, maybe? Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I Overall, I, I will say... Uh, the Vikings playing mostly backups played a pretty spirited game. I, I didn't think it would be anywhere near as entertaining as it turned out to be in the end. The, the first half sort of unfolded exactly like I, like I thought, a couple field goals. Um, offense looked pretty bad. You know, the turnovers, they just looked shaky. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Hollins had a nice catch there in the in the, in the the second half. Fetty uh, Anenabo. Uh, Adenabo had another good game, had another sack. I thought, I thought that wasn't there wasn't enough evidence to overturn that fumble return that he had for a touchdown. But 
you know, fumble returns for touchdowns apparently just seem to get overturned from my favorite teams this weekend. So whatever. <laughs> whatever. I did think about that when that Speaking happened. Good no, you got to give a big shout out to that backup defensive line, don't you? I mean, all they of did. them. They played them. a pretty good game. Yeah, they did. Speaking of good news, Mary wants to thank us for great shows this season. Also, William E. has joined us tonight. Uh, we appreciate you guys joining the show. Now Thanks, you talk people. about good shows. I liked uh, Ali Udo. Udo got a what? Il Udo playing tackle on the offensive side. Big uh, boy from Milan. Yeah. He got a penalty late for... Ex- oh, it was a shit ex- call. It was a shit call for excessive roughing. roughing. Terrible. But I, at that at that point, as an O-line coach, I'd be say do it again. He played well. He got a holding call against uh, Mac as well, but which I thought was ticky-tack when he looked at the replay. But I thought he played well for himself. Wait, wait. And it Dave, shows future. So... so- you would tell an offensive lineman to commit another personal foul penalty <laughs> and take the Vikings out of potential yeah, scoring. Yeah, if I thought it was tic-tac and if I thought the advantage of the attitude coming you, with you, it was... You'll fit right best. in on this Mike Zimmer stack. <laughs> I'm sure I would. <laughs> I'm sure I would. <clears throat> oh, my God, that's perfect. William I, I, says... Can, can, I, can I bring something up to the floor here? Bring it Go up ahead. to the floor. Let it be law. So, the Vikings missed the playoffs last year at eight seven and one. Right, and they were one two and one against the Bears and the Packers. Mm-hmm. Take that tie, turn it into a win. Take any one of those losses, turn it into a win, and at a minimum, the Vikings are going to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would argue in three of the four this year they went zero and four against the Bears and Packers. Oh, my God. I would argue in three of those four games, well, two of the four. No, three of the four. Three of the four games. Even that Monday night game, they were leading at halftime. Three of those four games, I would argue they could have won. Mm -hmm. So in two years, the Minnesota Vikings have gone one and one against their two biggest rivals in the division, and that is the reason – (laughs) <laughs> they didn't go to the playoffs last year and the reason they didn't win the division this year. And if you don't get that ugly mug shirt out of my face, I'm going to leave this I'm about to say I could turn off his camera. <laughs> um, no, I'm pointing out it's similar to that guy with Ohio State, isn't it? Oh, I thought you were advocating for Harbaugh to come be the Vikings next. No, time. I was advocating for Jim oh. Harbaugh not winning any fucking important, I mean, getting ruled by people. That, that's I just, what I meant. I mean, I don't know. There's no. That's that's a good. That's actually a good comparison. I don't know that there's any more uh, of an indictment on this coaching staff than that. You can boil down other games and other moments and other parts of the season and other wins, but in the NFL, if you don't win the games in your division, you're not going to win your division. And and that was uh, Denny Green's philosophy: was if I win the division, I most likely will make the playoffs. And so he went with the Ed Coriel. Well, hey, he went with the okay, Ed Coriel. You know, if you win your division, you're going to go to the playoffs. Well, yeah, but that was his focus. Beat the team Booger in the Stefano. division first. You do that, most likely you're winning other games and you're making the playoffs. But if you, you got to beat the teams. you for more points, winning that fucking game. Let me tell you. 
Hey, Zibber is what? Under. Oh, he froze. Nagy and LaFleur. Zimmer is 0-6. Whatever Ted just said he was. 1-5 and and 1. No, uh, 0-4 this year. uh, 1-2 and 1 last year. Okay. So 1-6 and 1 the last two years against the Packers and the Bears. Yeah, but go ahead against Nagy and LaFleur. LaFleur. What? Say that again? Nagy's been the coach for the Bears two years. Right? 0 and 4 against Nagy. Oh, and LaFleur, he's 0 and 2. So, yeah. I, I mean, wow. That's bad. That, that's really that just bad. Seems, it just seems unacceptable for a, the, the senior member in the NFC North in terms of head coaching tenure is Mike Zimmer. Because Patricia's in year two, Zimmer's in year six, Nagy's in year two. LaFleur's in year one with, with the talent, the Vikings. Now, if the, if, if the Vikings were coming off like a, a, a horrible rebuilding and Zimmer was in his first or second year, well, second year, okay, maybe. But when you're in your sixth year, you've gotten every single defensive player you've wanted. You've went out and got the quarterback you, you wanted. You've gotten the receivers and retained the receivers and drafted well and got playmakers on offense. And you know, you're you're one six and one in the last two years. I, I you know the Packers got to buy, but they're I just whatever, man. I, I don't know. I, I just I'm I'm really I'm really kind of fed up with this team. They they should be a lot better than ten and six. Billy Kids suggests that Zimmer is turning into Chili, and that the fans will revolt next season. Um. No, I don't think so. I, I don't. I don't think. See, Zimmer's a good coach. I mean, I did that that TED talk, and I, I just he beats the bad teams. I mean, Chile at the end couldn't even beat bad teams. They were getting housed by bad teams, and, and, and Zimmer so does big. enough. He does enough to 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 make you think the Vikings can be competitive, and we'll see. I mean, they're in the playoffs. Okay, third time in six years. Should be four. Minimum. Why? Uh, they should have made it last year, but they sucked it up at the end. But I have to say it. After, after that game ending, after that season ending game against the Bears last year, they didn't deserve to go to playoffs. Well, I agree. But they should they should have won. Why they didn't is failure. And failure seems to be the key failure. the Minnesota Vikings has of late. So we'll see. <laughs> Huh. Failure. What else do you scrap? Yep. Well, that's legacy, as? isn't it? Failure. <laughs> huh. Hey, get your hopes up just to stab you in the heart. That's the way it works. That's being a Vikings fan. Yeah, I think I got better things to do with my with my Sundays than get stabbed in the heart by this football team. Honest Beat, to God. Beats Matt Patricia every time he plays them, though. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> So let's, yes, let's just does. sit back and talk about all these useless wins that he gets. That seems to make everybody well, they're re- not useless. De- def- deflect all the important things that everything Ted just said. I mean, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do after a certain amount of time? It's a pattern. Everything becomes a pattern. How you coach. After the how pattern, games are played. You get rid of them. I think that's going to be next year. I don't think. I, mean, I don't think he gets fired this season. I think next season 
is when everybody gets shown the door. You really feel like the Vikings are a greasy Italian tank ready to run through anybody at this point? No. I wish they were, but no. This is why I I didn't think they should have rested their starters today. I, I, I thought... I mean, and then when you saw how Mike Boone started off running the game, the game, and and the the defense was actually pretty good in the first half, keeping the the Bears out of the end zone on on what they had two, two or three red zone attempts, and they held them to field goals. I, I just I felt that the Bears really weren't all there, and the, if the Vikings had had brought the starters on two or three possessions, got a couple touchdowns maybe even 17 points, I, I would have felt a lot better about this team heading into the playoffs next week than I, than I do right now. We have I mean, new- this game told us nothing about how this team is prepared mentally for next week. Oh, no. Did not tell us a thing. And, and believe me, the, the people that are standing on their soapbox talking about what a genius decision is to rest the starters, when we have one first down in the second quarter, they'll be the same people bitching about how we should have played them. Yeah. We have it new- will be. Well, it's same thing. It's, we have a new watcher. AFC Young says, if the talent on this roster doesn't produce, it's on Zimmer. Good, Dave. We'll let you feel that one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I've got. I've thought about this a lot. Um, <laughs> and it's Mannion's fault. <laughs> you know, Goddamn Spielman. You say, not every... You know, you can't blame the coach on everything because if he has a Pop Warner team level worth of players, it's not obviously not him to get him into pro-level play. But if you have pro-level players and a Pop Warner level coach, then it is on the coach. Now the question is, where does and that spectrum does Zimmer apply? Does he have the talent that's the outstanding talent? Well, yes, we know that it – well. That's not across the board that he does. He does in key positions, but he doesn't no, no, across that, the board. If you, you want to make a list, let's make a list right now. You can check the list of talent. How many, talent. how many Pro Bowl offensive linemen do we have? Zero. Pro Bowls can't go by that. Pro Bowl is a fucking right. joke. Let's go all American or all pro. You're based let's go the all pro. pro or top 10% yeah. linemen. Let's go top 10% linemen and how many do we have? We don't. Right? <laughs> and everybody froze. How many top 10% we don't? We do have players that play top 10%. They're mostly on defense. But, but an, uh, a coach, even if he doesn't have top talent, should be able to generate more wins than his talent level. Has Zimmer generated more wins than his talent level? That's the question. And the answer right now is it doesn't look that way. I've said this many, many times. The talent in the NFL, with maybe the exception of the top one or two teams and the bottom one or two teams, is all eight and eight. Everybody's pretty much an eight and eight team in terms of talent. Everybody's got former All-Americans, former All-Conference this, former All-Conference that. Everybody does. What you do with that talent is the difference between four and 12 and 12 and four. You put a different coach on the Browns, I guarantee you they're a 10 or 11 win football team. They've got, they've got first round picks and high priced superstars, and, and they look like. 
And there we go with the freezing again. I love solar flares. Right, Chris? I think their, their offensive line, although they don't have an all-pro offensive lineman, they are demonstrably better than they were last year. You've got left to right, you've got a former first-round pick, a third-round pick, a first-round pick. I can't remember where Klein was drafted. And a second-round pick. And they're all playing, for the most part, fairly decent football. That's Klein analysis. was a free agent. You're going by pick level. Don't go by pick level. Go by performance. I, I said they're all performing at least at a league average level. I think PFF had them in a top 15 well, offensive line level, earlier yes. this year. But that's not so, a top 10% level. All things being equal, if you have a league average line by your $28 million a year quarterback time to throw to a superstar wide receiver in Stephon Diggs and a superstar wide receiver in Adam Thielen and a, and a guy that's probably going to go down as the best tight end in Vikings history in Kyle Rudolph and a pretty good running back in Dalvin Cook who's only knock on him is injuries. I'm sorry, man. I, I, I'm sorry. You, you Gip, can't say that the offensive line is the problem this offense. David? No, David, it's not the whole Gip, problem. Give me. Deciding that is one of the problems. You guys are freezing up again. It's frustrating. Just mentioned. Say that again, Drew. You froze up. Give me, out of the teams that are in the NFC playoff pool, look at the offensive side of the ball. Both wide receivers, the players that Ted just mentioned, two wide receivers, tight end, Cook, and a quarterback. And right across the board, who's better set up than the Vikings? Saints. Okay, who's the Saints' two wide receivers? Michael Thomas and... And they got Alvin Kamara. I think it's it's Ted Ginn, isn't it? Yeah, but they got a better quarterback. That makes better decisions under pressure. I'm not talking total stats. What about the Niners? Is a stat hog. What about the 49ers? On offense? The answer is no. No. <laughs> what about the Seahawks? They're down to their they're uh, down to they're they down to running back four but, or a guy. Yeah. They're down to running back four or a guy who was handing out beers at a Raiders tailgate two weeks ago. But are you all, getting my point? Are you getting my point? The Vikings aren't they're the sixth seed, but they're no on the offensive side of the ball. They should nowhere be the sixth, the sixth best offense that's going into the playoffs. I don't think. Right, and, yep. and I well, I agree with you a hundred percent. They should be playing better than they are. Why aren't so they? Then, are you saying it's Zimmer? He doesn't call the so offense. So then, if you have He's the in talent, like you and I are saying, he doesn't call the offense. But that talent is underperforming. But that it's the Dan, that's, fault. That's where we come into this. 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 This team should not I'm be ten and six. No, you, you always they say he doesn't. He doesn't call the plays. He's not. He's not the offensive coordinator. Who's responsible for hiring the offensive coordinator? So, in if I have a cook that's cooking at my restaurant, making people fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? The people are going to come back and say, hey, Drew's Bistro, that place will make you sh- give you butt pee. They're going to bitch at me. Me. Not my right. fucking cook. Well, I me. Agree. I know. I'm not disagreeing with you. He, he hires ha- he has it. He's responsible they for do, what Stavansky does. He hasn't dude. put together that winning they, you, you were literally just disagreeing. Except for sheer <laughs> 
Hey, maybe we'll get Pat Shermer back and Stefanski will go on. I tell you, you gotta, if we're going to talk about head coaches in football, you got to take your heart out of it. You can't just, you got to talk, leave it on football terms, all football. Don't think about just Zimmer if you like him. Just think about football. I, I was, I'm, yeah, thinking, but I'm, I'm saying thinking, there's a flaw in that, and that is the talent level below you. You can't make fourth graders play at the level of eighth graders just because <laughs> you're the coach. So you're telling me Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs are fourth graders? No, I'm not saying that. But I'm not saying they're the greatest in the world either. I'm saying Kirk Cousins. Hey, don't give me that. What? Kirk, what, what out um, playoffs has Kirk Cousins made? Where has he come and put the team on his back? Drew was complaining that Kirk Cousins, when everything goes south, he swirls down the toilet bowl. Right? That's kind of. All right. When has he stepped up and said, hey, I'm going to be Drew Brees. I'm going to be Tom Brady. I'm going to take this team. I'm going to be Brett Favre and take this team. He hasn't, right? He's a stat whore. He throws well, up but stats he wasn't, in garbage time. So he wasn't it's not that same him. quality. He was never that guy to begin with. The, I agree he was never. And I think it was what? a mistake to sign him. I always said that from the beginning. But the Vikings can't. Vikings, if the Vikings know that he's not that guy and then they sign him, you certainly can't bitch about him not being far now. You can't. If you, if he wasn't beforehand, how can you bitch about it now? Right. But who was against the signing at the time? As reported, that was a three-person decision between Wilfs, Speedman, and Zimmer. And Zimmer was the guy that didn't want him. Who's who's Speedman? Speedman. <laughs> Rick Spielman. Oh. Spielman. Oh. Well, we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out what's what? happening this Sunday. I guess. So I, I've been thinking about the era a lot lately. Um, and, and do you guys remember when when Tony Dungy became the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the uh, mid '90s to the early 2000s? In the creamsicle yeah. days. Yeah. He he took he took the Buccaneers that had been the joke of the NFL for a very long time and made them competitive and got them to the playoffs consistently, but he could never get them over the hump. Right. They let him go after another playoff loss. And, and to Tony Dungy's for... benefit, to, to Tony, to Tony Dungy's credit, he went off to the Indianapolis Colts and won a Super Bowl there. But the Buccaneers uh, hired John Gruden and they won a Super Bowl in his year. first year as a head coach, mm -hmm. Brad Johnson is their quarterback. Awesome I don't know, man. I just it just seems to me that Mike Zimmer has gotten his way on percent of the personnel calls. It, and he's gotten everybody on defense he's wanted. Just yes. the defense is his baby. And it's and it's his whole ball of wax on that side of the ball. And and they were elite for a couple years, but now they're just pretty good. So I, I don't know, man. I, I at some point. At some point, coaching has to be called into question here. I, I well, just maybe I, I, there's rumor that Dallas wants to trade for Zimmer. That is a made-up rumor between Come blogging on. the boys and Score North. That is a completely. By the made way, up Dave, rumor. Dave Dungey was nowhere near the creamsicle era. They're already well into pewter by were then. Were they? Were they? I wanted okay. to clear that. Yes, I thought that's with all the very all stop and Warwick Dunn and Derek Brooks and John Lynch. You talk to all those guys. To a man, they'll say this Dungy. This Dungy's was the guy that 
architected our team. It was, yeah. oh, I mean, no, Gruden got doubt. Gruden got the Super Bowl, but you know, you know, it's kind of Ted's got me thinking maybe I should get on the horn to old Tony Dungy and say, "Come on, man, maybe you can take this team over the top." <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I just it, hey, maybe maybe Zimmer goes to Dallas and then you get that offensive coach that comes in and brings that last little bit and wins us the Super Bowl. I'm my, for that. I my, can deal with that. My whole point to this is it just feels the last two years. He's he's here next year. They're tied to Kirk Cousins. He and Spielman. Come back. Bring me again. It, Dave, okay, Dave, it looks like you're back. So okay. but that, that question froze him, didn't it? Well, yeah. no, I, it recorded on my end. I said, even if they're one and done, he's back next year with Spielman. Spielman and him are tied with Kirk Cousins at the end. I, I do agree with that. I, I I absolutely agree that I don't I, think. I No, I agree with that, too. I asked him, what does he think? Like, I asked you what you thought, Ted. Uh, I mean, what do you Does he, should he come back? Would you like to see him back as head coach? Yeah, because I think a new coach after this year would be disastrous. I think we're, we'd go into another cycle of sucking. But at least we make the playoffs now. Now, <laughs> Making the playoffs and one and done, so we select in the low twenties when it comes to draft time. Does that get anybody that helps us? It should, you know, theoretically, yes, it gets somebody that plays and starts, but it doesn't get us the quarterback that we need. Does it get it, whomever? The Listen, Vikings have been I'm, I'm in this situation most of their most of their lives. Today, they've been in the playoffs half their time. I am not feeling all that hot today. Um, I am sick of being king of the dipshits. I'm going to go on record as say I'm sick of being right in the middle, just above the middle. We're the we're the team right above. We're the one that gets in but never does anything. And you guys froze again. God, love this. Do you really? Does it feel like we're a caliber team like the rest of these guys? It doesn't. I mean, I hope they prove no. me wrong next Sunday and come out and kick ass, but. The last three weeks, I mean, that Charger game was great with the seven turnovers. I was celebrating. It was fun to watch. But the last last Monday and, and today was just nothing. You can mark that as an X in the box. It doesn't really go either way. I was kind of happy with what I saw today. It was like a preseason it was, game. It was kind of, well, it was more entertaining. Like Ted said, the first half was kind of boring. And then the second half, I was actually into it thinking, come on, yeah. backups, win the game, backups, show the Bears starters. If the Vikings backups beat the Bears starters, that's kind of huge news with me. So I was kind of into it. Uh, and they almost did. Bailey had a good day. Didn't miss any kicks. Gets his million-dollar bonus. He's he's well on his way to becoming a starter, a great player. I saw some good things on that side of the ball, but I'm just sick of hovering above the line of, I don't he's know. barely getting I, in I and know. going one and out. I'm probably, I mean, probably, I'm probably rambling. Sorry, I'll... Just... No, like when you were watching the game, I, it was it was kind of late in the second half. And they talked about the, the Vikings' recent playoff history. And, and the only good highlight, I mean, they showed the 2009 NFC Championship, the, the, the boat race in Green Bay, um, the, the Blair Walsh miss, and then they showed the Minneapolis Miracle. I mean, I, I'm, I'm whatever. I'm just, I'm just sick of this team underperforming. And it just feels like they have underperformed again. Uh, they should be better than 10-6. and six. But they're not. Uh, you you could argue this team could easily be fourteen and two. 
and and here we are at ten and six is the sixth seed, and they're 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 looking at they're looking to try to do something only three teams in the Super Bowl era have done. I mean, right. I, I saw a quote on Twitter, Mike Zimmer. And we're having issues again. Should come back. Your team, your team is more inconsistent than Midwest weather in December, Mike. That's why. Not you, Mike. Whatever. You haven't seen our best football. You know, if, <laughs> yeah. if you want to, if you want to just need to play to, better. Here, here's my question. What we saw last Monday night, how am I supposed to feel good about that going into the playoffs? Simple as that. Seven first downs. How do I feel good about that team going into the playoffs? You know, I'd feel better about it if they got out there today and made a couple drives. That would make me feel a little better about it. But yeah. after watching what we had last Monday, if you say there's no disconnect with the Vikings, you shouldn't look like that the last game of the season or second to last game of the season. You shouldn't be playing like that. No, Come on. Not at home. With no. Actually, the division on the line. Arguably the, 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 the arguably the biggest moment of the year, and they laid a complete egg. And now they're going to a bigger moment. And right. it's the playoffs. Hey, but so. you got teams like Green Bay that almost got beat today. It took to the very last second before they won. You, you know what almost got beat is, Dave? No, Win. <laughs> but hey, I, I'm just saying. Hey, did, you ever, did you ever really say that other teams have done it? He and did, yeah, yeah. I saw well, his tweet. Other teams have done and, it. Why not? Literally, other teams get, have done it. Go get me Tom Flores and Jimmy Plunkett. Go get them and bring them in here because I trust them more than I trust <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's I, think it, I think it is 10 teams that have made it to the Super Bowl from that sixth seed. Only, no. was it three no. of them no. have won? No. Four no. teams, four teams since they've gone to this six-team format the, or the, in the NFL. 1990. Four teams have gone and won three road games and made it to the Super Bowl. Uh, three I, teams. I think you're wrong. I think it's I'm three te- teams. I'm not wrong. Four First teams of all, I'm not have won wrong. the Super Bowl. Four teams <laughs> since 1990. Four teams since 1990 have gone on the road and won three road games and won the Super and, and gotten to the Super Bowl. Three teams have won it. The last was nine years ago when the Packers did it, and the Packers did it uh, on the heels of an MVP year from Aaron Rodgers, who was absolutely playing out of his mind. If you yeah. want to, and and then the Giants, and then the, the, Packers, the Giants did it, I think Steelers, in 2007 when Eli Manning decided to eat some Hall of Fame have done it crackers and all at the at the end of the year and went on an absolute run. I, look, man, I you can't that those those two teams. I think the other team was the Steelers, but I can't remember off the top of my head. But the Steelers bottom line is, you had insanely hot quarterback play from Eli Manning and Aaron Rodgers. And and I don't I don't know what you think you watch with Kirk Cousins. It's not bad, but it's not like you said earlier, Dave. Hop on my shoulders and let's go win three road playoff games, boys. I I just I don't see that. I I don't. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I'm an idiot. Look, I'm 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 first to admit I'm an idiot, but I don't think I'm wrong on this one. Could they win a game? Yeah, yeah. sure. The reason I mentioned uh, the the Raiders was I thought they were a wild card in 1980 when they played Dick Vermeil's Eagles. I thought they yeah, got in. Yeah, they only had to yeah, win two playoff the, Oh, okay, okay. Playoff system. Sure, the Vikings can win. They play their best game, and the other team makes a bunch of fucking mistakes. It's our game. Mm-hmm. I, I think if the Vikings play a good game, they don't have to play their best game. I think if they play the way they're capable of playing, 
they can win. I, I just it's it's been few and far between when both the offensive de- and defense have lined up and played their best football at the same time this year. You know what the Vikings had today that they hadn't had in that Monday night game? They had a little bit of intensity and guys flying around. I like to see that. They I did. wish I could see that out of the start. Wish I could have seen that last Monday, but there was a couple plays. Would Boyd stuff that guy behind the line of scrimmage on that wide that wide receiver screen when he tackled him like four yards back? Yeah. He tackled him for a loss. You know what was cool about that play? All the other guys ran up to him. We're like high fiving him and jumping around. It was like he had just won some kind of <laughs> it was nice to see. It's nice to see guys helping you know, backing each other and getting that's all that shit rolls. All that that's what they had a couple years ago on defense. They had that rolling aggression. Everybody was for each other. Yeah. There was a lot of intensity. I, the, the the intensity on both sides of the ball, especially the offense, is what's really bothering me. Just seemed to be lollygagging around, shoulders are shrugged, no one good, blah, blah, three and out. Let's go back to the sidelines. Three and out. You gotta have some fire going into Seattle, baby. You gotta fire it up. We'll talk about it in the preview, but I I think there's an early tell with the Vikings and how they're gonna do. And it's all based on the quarter on on the on the body language of one person. Are are on it or not. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I wanna see if they're on it. Get on it, whatever it is. Yep. Okay. So I was just looking up the who's made it from the sixth seed. It's only three that have won. There's been more that's, that's made. That's it. what I said. You that, said that's that literally what I said. I said four have made it. No, it's been it's more than four. Since nineteen ninety it's been four. <laughs> <laughs> I mean right. I love oh, fuck it. Hold on. I love you guys, man. No, it hasn't. It's a bit more. Oh, our team's getting seven first downs. You guys are arguing about fucking wild card teams. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. I mean, if there was a long history of. Oh, I'm not saying there's like, a history. I'm just saying that since 1990, you've had the Bills, the Broncos, the Titans, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Giants, and the Packers make it from the sixth seed. <coughs> To the Super Bowl. To the Super Bowl. And only three of those won. You had a fourth before that, New England, in 85. I, mean, I guess what we, you know what we can think of is, remember that 87 season, Ted and Dave? Remember we yeah. had to go, in, go into New Orleans for the opening game. Mm-hmm. None of us thought we were going to win that game. I think we were nine and a half point dogs. Right. And then Carter took that punt return back, and then it started rolling and rolling and rolling, and we rolled them forty to whatever. Was and it then was we, it Le, was it Leo Lewis that scored that that long hail mary touchdown right at halftime too? Yes, yes, it was yeah. Leo Lewis. <laughs> Everybody was rolling that day. Alan Rice. It just yeah. never went. We went in there and we shocked them, and then we took it the next week and we shocked the Niners. Yeah, we shocked them both in '87. I didn't think we had a shot in either of those games. So. I'm trying to get myself into that mode of thought process going into these playoffs because I kind of feel the same way. It's kind of it's kind of what I feel now. I mean, when when you feel the Vikings have absolutely no shot to do anything, when they pull to make any out. noise, is when it's when you sit up and go, "Holy crap, where has that team been all season?" <laughs> I mean, and they and they do, and I've said it all year. The, 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 this Minnesota Vikings team. I fully believe has the talent on this roster 
to compete for and win a Super Bowl. I, I do. I just they have been so inconsistent on offense and defense, and there has been very little time during the season when they have played very good complimentary football. When they do it, man, it's a beautiful thing to watch. That second half yeah, of the Denver like game, for example, season at the Atlanta game, the Raiders game, um, the, both Detroit games, when, when they're on, you're like, dude, dude nobody's going to beat this team. But when they're not, I don't think they can beat anybody. I mean, it's like this just weird, drastic, 180-degree look of this team that just is probably the most frustrating thing for me of this season because this is this is a team that's way better than 10-6. and six. This is a team that should not be the sixth seed. They should be a lot higher. But here we are. And, and who do you blame that on? Ted Talk. Are the Vikings Nobody the most yet. bipolar team in the league? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> there you go. Isn't it? I mean. Yeah. That'll work. Yeah. With that, we need to wrap this puppy up. This is our last show of this nice, year. Nice face on the frozen. Sorry. You're froze for a second. I'm this is our last show of this year. Any final words? Not really. Uh, <laughs> it's been a blast hope everybody has a safe and happy new year uh, i will i will probably celebrate mine from my from the comfort of my home i'm probably in bed long before midnight i'm just i'm oh no we've got oh my yeah my wife just uh mentioned to me from the other room we have a we're hosting a new year's eve party yeah <laughs> I might jump a plane. That might be a parte I need to partake of. <laughs> no, it's, it, it, wish everybody a safe New Year. It's been fun doing this show with you guys. Yeah, it's um, been a good time. I so hope, I hope when we do, I hope we have four or five more shows left. Oh, I yeah, we will. We'll see. And no matter what happens in this season, but we hope we have the two more a week, the pregame and the postgame, for a few more weeks yet. Ah, we rule Seattle's spine. All we have to do is. Play better. <laughs> win. <laughs> Other teams have done it. Why can't we do it? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> With that, skull everybody. Have a happy new year. Be safe. Uh, don't, go, <laughs> don't go out on the roads with the amateurs. Don't let your meat loaf, and I'll see all you cats on the flip flop. <laughs> see you next week. <laughs>